0: Hello, and welcome to the Yarniax Podcast. This is episode 81, and we are recording on Tuesday, February 3rd, 2015. It was hard to say February. (laughs) It's just happening too fast. I'm Gail.
1: And I'm Charlene. And welcome to the episode. What are you wearing today, Charlene? I am wearing my Grace cardigan. Grace is a pattern by Jane Richmond, and I knit mine back in the fall of 2013. I was going to say last year. I thought it was last year. Well, 2013. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! Because I did it in the fall. I started it at the end of summer in August, and I completed it at the end of October. It seems like we were just button shopping for that not very long ago. Well, and if you recall, I actually bought the buttons before well in advance the yes. of writing of knitting, knitting the sweater. I bought the buttons after I had purchased the yarn, and I probably purchased the yarn sometime in the summer of 2013, and Gail and I just happened to be shopping at our local fabric store, and I found buttons that went along with this yarn perfectly, so I purchased the buttons in advance of making the sweater. Which never never happens. Which never (laughs) happens for me, so it was perfect, because when I knit the sweater, then I had the buttons. Woo!
0: Yeah, that's... (laughs)
1: Wow, that, I can't believe that that wasn't in the last 12 months. Yeah, so Grace, it's a classic crew neck cardigan with buttons down the front, as we mentioned. The one twist is that it's got lace patterning on the yoke in the front and on the back. It's very, very lovely. I like this sweater, and I've been wearing it a lot lately. It's knit in fingering weight, and I knit mine in Tosh sock in Victorian Gothic colorway, which is... A tonal mauve deepening to black. Yeah. Is that how you describe it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: For some reason, it almost seems to have a bit of brown in it, but that could just be the light, because I don't remember ever thinking there was brown in it before. No, I don't either. No. I don't see brown in it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just the classic feminine, like you said, it's classic, but it's... It's a classic crew neck. It's a very simple and feminine design Mm -hmm. that you could dress up or dress down. It's really, really pretty. I could see that like over a fit and flare dress or
1: yeah, the skirt exactly. or just exactly. with comfy pants like you're wearing today. Very nice. And then I'm not wearing it right now, but I mentioned this before we started recording and I wanted to mention my traveling sweater that I knit back in 2012. And the traveling sweater is written by Karen Alfke and the sweater, it's a very, very Huge sweater. It's almost a coat. It took my my version has 2,093 yards. Wow! So you know it's big. And I knit mine in broco Ultra Alpaca Light, which is a 50/50 blend of alpaca and wool. So it's very warm. It has a big shawl collar, and it's very long. And I've been wearing that a lot in January, and because it's not something that I would be wearing indoors when we're recording. I probably have never talked about it. absolutely not. So I just wanted to mention it that I have been wearing that sweater all January because it has been, the weather has been warm but chilly, if that makes any sense. It hasn't been cold enough to wear a big coat in the evenings when I go out to pick up my kids or go to their basketball games, but I needed something that was warm over because it is chilly in the evening, not cold, but chilly, and that sweater fit the bill perfectly. So I have been wearing a lot of that one. So as I said, it's just a big sweater coat with a big shawl collar that can even be pulled over your head for a hood. We didn't have a drop of rain in January, so I don't need a hood, but my shawl collar is very cozy.
0: That was the first time in like 165 years yeah, there has not been rain in a January. Drop of rain
1: in January. It's hashtag unfathomable. Extreme yeah. <laughs> and today I had the door open because it's warmer outside. It's almost 70 degrees now. Except there's so many birds out right now. The birds were really loud. <laughs> we have had so many robins in the yard. Just. All over the place. We see robins in the trees in our neighborhood. It's, it feels like spring. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> very fun. So that, that's what I am wearing with the extra bonus sweater. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm wearing right now and
0: what I'm wearing in the evenings. Yes. What are you wearing, Gail? I am wearing my red robin shawl, which is a pattern by Helen Stewart. And it's a very beautiful and simple triangular shawl that is stockinette up until there's a beautiful textured slip stitch section followed by a garter stitch section that's the end and i'm the yarn is handworks yarn and it was a silk merino blend so it is just the most luxurious feeling yarn ever and it's a light pearl gray And I wish I could remember the colorway name. It was perfect for the yarn. But it was just one of those random skeins that I picked up. And it sat around in my stash for a long time before I Mm -hmm. found the perfect pattern. And I wear this quite a bit. So it was a huge success. And I'm wiggling the tassels. There are tassels (laughs) on the ends of the shawl. And I just love them. They're poofy.
1: Yeah, the color is neutral. You could wear it with so many
0: things. Yeah, it's a really light tonal gray, but very, very light. It's perfect To go with anything like you said you could wear it with dark colors light colors and i was telling charlene for all the cowls and shawls in my wardrobe i am wearing a new to me skirt that is really pretty it's a white full skirt with a beautiful floral pattern in blues from kind of light sky blue to navy blue and i told charlene i don't have a single blue shawl or cowl so i was thinking, oh, stitches, I have a, quote, need,
1: unquote, in my (laughs) knitting
0: wardrobe. I need something in navy blue to match the things, all the things that are navy because I have a navy crush right now, so.
1: Oh, you'll have to, we'll have to hold up my palisades. To your sweater. Palisades was that, on my list. And see if it matches. I think it will. I think it will, too. You've got all kinds of blues in that yeah, print. Yeah, it so. will go
0: for sure. Yeah. And I was also thinking of Western Sky Knits, their scuba colorway. Oh. It's also a beautiful blue. <laughs> so, yes, I'm already scheming. We're already shopping. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Fantasy shopping. <laughs> Soon to be reality. Stitches yeah. is only, what? Two and a half weeks away. Yeah. Yay, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so that is what I'm wearing, the Red Robin Shawl by Helen Stewart. Fantastic pattern. I highly recommend it. And what have you been stocking lately? We haven't done our regular segments we in four haven't. weeks, so, so this is kind of fun. I've
1: got, yeah, I've got a bit of stocking, and you, like we were saying about the weather, January did not bring a drop of precipitation our way, and so my thoughts are naturally back to the lighter gauge fingering yeah. weight yarns. It was a nice a nice flirtation with the worsted weight while <laughs> while I had the chance. And I did get one worsted weight sweater knit. Yeah yeah so did. that was nice. But now I'm once again thinking about the lighter fingering weight knits. And Hiroku Fukatsu has a new pattern out in the winter 2015 Amirisu magazine. Oh, that's right, the new episode, new episode, new, new issue just issue, came out. Yes. And it is called Polaris. It is a lightweight, fingering weight top with, I guess you would call it a, almost like a star gather in the front, right right in the bust. And it's very basic, very classic. Looks like three-quarter sleeves or or long sleeve. Her version is three-quarter. Of course you could make it any version you like, and it is knit in the Madeline Tosh Dandelion Base, which is a base that I really want to try this year. So the magazine, you can purchase the single pattern or you can purchase the whole magazine, and it just looks like something classic and easy, looks like something I would wear. (laughs) I think that would be super cute with cap sleeves, too. It would. With cap sleeves and a skirt, it would be just adorable. It would. And then I'm also trying to pick my next shawl. I'm thinking that I'm going to knit the Heaven and Space shawl from Martina Beam. It's a textured shawl, and I have a skein of yarn set aside. I have that big, wow, long, long skein of yarn yeah. from Invictus, the purple, and the Heaven and Space shawl takes a, a big skein or two skeins of lesser yardage so i think that will be my next shawl after i finish the current what did you towel, say it was I'm, I'm looking that up out. on my phone I it's called heaven and space by martina beam hmm i think that one came out oh just a couple months ago it came out in october 2014. and there's already 499 projects wow on and i Oprina. don't even recognize the name and it takes between 525 and 547 yards of she used a sport weight i think i'm going to knit mine in the big skein of fingering weight that i have and i think the skein is 600 yards so i think it it'll, is i think it will be fine for that it's a lovely purple and it needs to be used it's looking to be used i told charlene i was looking at my
0: stash this morning and i was looking at my skein of Invictus that is a beautiful radiant
1: turquoise, and I was thinking, I need to knit that. Yeah, Definitely. And then the last thing that I want to mention that I have been stocking is called the timetable pullover, and that is from the new spring 2015 interweave knits. In fact, I haven't even seen the physical magazine yet. I only saw the pattern online and again with the basic fingering weight pullover that's all it is it's pictured with a long sleeve t-shirt and a longer length well the same t-shirt the long sleeves and a longer length t-shirt poking out the bottom hem of the sweater and then you have the the sweater itself has elbow length sleeves so the long sleeves of the t-shirt are poking out and the mo- it's modeled with a bright yellow t shirt and the sweater is a, a gray color. So the color combination is eye catching and it just looks nice. It looks pretty basic. It does, it's pretty. Some One of those classic pullover type shapes and it looks like something, again, I would wear a lot. Mm-hmm. Fingering weight. Did so. you guys hear Boo in the background? Here, Here it comes. comes. <laughs> Hi, Boo. So that's what I have been stocking. What have you been stocking?
0: Well, it's funny that January pushed you into thinking of fingering weight garments because all the things I'm stocking are worsted or heavier. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I wear my Ease sweater at least four or five evenings a week. I, yeah. If I'm chilly, that's the first thing I reach for. I love that sweater so much. And I actually swatched last night for Ease number two oh, with yay. my Western Sky Knits, no, Neighborhood Fiber Company. Their studio worsted in Rock Creek Park, which is this amazing tonal green,
1: and oh, I just that will be lovely. It's <laughs> so pretty. I think I'm
0: going to modify the I sweater a bit. Remember that yarn? Isn't that it will lovely? Be lovely. I can't believe I haven't knit it yet. But I was observing a woman in a sweater over the weekend. It was very similar to ease, but it had a split hem, which was slightly longer mm. in the back. Oh, that's very in in style right now. It is, and I really like the look. So what I think I I might do is modify ease with the mods I already did for my first one, but adapt it to also have a split hem
1: Mm -hmm. like that. So And it'd be easy to add a few short rows to get the curved back if you wanted. Oh, that's true. That's a good
0: point too. I hadn't even thought of that. So it's another idea but that's high on my <clears throat> excuse me on my radar list right now but that's not even on my stocking list <laughs> that's just like charlene's traveling sweater what she's wearing in the evenings ease yeah, is what i'm wearing in the yeah. evenings the three sweaters that i'm actively stocking the first one is brand new this week it's called owl again and it's Kate Davies.
1: Oh, Al, I
0: saw that. Yeah, Al's sweater in the cardigan form, and it's I saw that. adorable.
1: I saw that. It's super, super cute. I saw that and and completely forgot about it. I want to make that too. I knew that you looks would. Sweet. I was <laughs> expecting
0: you to actually be stocking that this week. I was surprised you didn't mention it. Yeah. The only thing with that sweater is that it's in very bulky yarn and right too warm for our climate for sure. So I think what I'd like to do is try to figure out how to modify it to use the Gilliatt yarn that I have, because I think that would be a beautiful combination. So that's brewing in the back of my mind.
1: I remember thinking the same thing when I saw the pattern, that the yarn would be too bulky for me. And I was wondering if I could modify the original pullover pattern just to knit a cardigan. that's a good idea, too. And somewhat lighter weight yarn. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's
0: stocking number one, Owligan by Kate Davies. The next one is a new design by Justina Lorkowska called Mrs. Schuyler. It is a beautiful worsted weight sweater. It's a cardigan button front, raglan sleeves, and it has lace fronts. And it's just so pretty. It has a very small shawl collar. And I had wanted to test knit this for Justina, but that was about the same time I was starting the knitting of my dad's sweater and that had to take priority so she has since released it and it's just a gorgeous very pretty very feminine sweater and that will definitely be part of my wardrobe eventually and then the third one is another new release and i don't know how to pronounce the word krenee possibly cardigan and it's by tori Gubritz. and one of the latest episodes i was wearing my coastal hoodie which is a pattern by tori Gubretz. and this is her new one and guess what it has front lace panels. <laughs> so oh. That seems to be my theme. It's actually a DK weight, though, instead of worsted. Set-in sleeves, and the instead of the whole fronts being lace, it has front lace panels that are next to the button bands, so slightly different look than the Mrs. Skyler, and it's a crew neck as opposed to a shawl collar, but it's still really pretty, and it has the feminine, femininity to it with the lace in the front, and they're just very pretty sweaters, so those are the three I'm stocking. All probably too warm for our climate, but very pretty nonetheless. So there you go. And what have you been knitting?
1: Okay, the first thing I have been working on is my Seacoast, which is a pullover sweater by Hohi Locatelli. There seems to be a pullover theme going on for me tonight, today. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the Seacoast I started right after we recorded started it between our last regular episode and our anniversary episode. So I haven't talked about this one before, but I know I talked about it because I was stalking it for a while. And it's, it's heavier weight yarn than fingering. The Malabrigo Rastita yarn that I'm using is a slightly lighter than a worsted. The yarn itself is very lightweight but the pattern itself calls for, I believe it's a basic worsted. Yeah, the pattern is originally knit in a Brooklyn tweed shelter yarn, and they call that a worsted weight. So my yarn, the Rastita, the, the thing that I really like about it is it's super lightweight in terms of mass. It doesn't weigh much. Lofty. That's mm-hmm. the word I'm looking for. It's 310 yards for a hundred grams. So it's super lightweight. It feels really soft and squishy, very airy. And it's been wonderful to knit with. I really love knitting with it. The tag on the yarn calls it slightly felted. Is it single ply? It is single ply. But it's got this unique texture. It's a little bit, it's got a little spin to it, a little twist to it. But like the tag says, slightly felted. It just, it feels different from many traditional yarns. Mm, And I really like it. It's just very, like I said, very lightweight. 310 yards to 100 grams is almost a sport weight i guess you could call it but the yarn is plump so it's working out for me i'm getting gauge quite nicely and the sweater feels very lightweight so i'm i like that quality to it and the yarn has been really nice to knit with i haven't run into knots or sometimes with single plies especially the thicker single plies you get really slubby areas where it gets kind of thick and thin and i haven't run into any of that either so it's been quite nice to work with excellent (laughs) i'm very happy with it and the seacoast cardigan again is by hohi locatelli it's a circular yoked pullover so the starting at the top it's got wide space ribs and then the ribs get a little closer together. I think there's three different sections of different types of ribbing that you do as you get further down the yoke. And then decrease for the body, knit down the body, and then go back up, pick up the stitches for the arms and knit down the arms. And I am, I think about three quarters of the way down the body and then i'll have the arms to do it it's to the point where i need to try it on is there any shaping there's a little shaping yeah <laughs> and i did what i often do with sweaters like that and i'm trying to make this one a little bit looser so i'm i the size i didn't want the top to fit loosely so the top is one size And then I slowly, I did decrease where I'm supposed to decrease, but the bottom's going to be, actually when I bind off, it's going to be one size larger than the top. Which I find I have to do sometimes to get sweaters to fit the way I want them to fit, because I don't necessarily want it tight around my middle. And this one, I think, will be... A winner. I can't wait to see it. That's I'm been in my okay. queue for a long the, time. The color I'm using is a beautiful, plummy purple. <laughs> it's called Sabaduria. Very nice. So, I'm very happy with it. Can you tell? Yes. That's a good feeling. <laughs> it is a good feeling. I'm worried that by the time I finish it, it'll be too warm to wear it. But maybe I can wear it in the evenings a little bit mm-hmm. as a outerwear. In place of a jacket, that kind of thing. And then the second thing I am knitting is another hohi pattern I realized. It is called the Three Color Cashmere Cal. And this pattern was just released a couple of weeks ago, but there are already 405 projects on Ravelry. I saw that, I believe that. <laughs> and I think this. Uh, the reason I think it's so popular is that it's just a fun pattern. It's a, a single wrap cowl, but it's very tall. So it's a tall tube. And you pick three different colors, which is fun. I think people can be indulgent and buy something in small quantities and fun colors that maybe they would not usually purchase for themselves. (laughs) Self-indulgent cow. Right. (laughs) Or you could use leftovers because a lot of times you have between one and 200 yards of that fingering skein left over and you could make it work with more colors than three if you had to. Oh, you had to say that. It never <laughs> occurred to me. Oh, really? <laughs> well, the way, the way that the, the cashmere cow looks is you have some wide stripes, some thin stripes, and there are also textures in there. So the, the wide stripes may have a different texture going from stripe to stripe or the thin stripes, that kind of thing. And then there's one very large band of your pop color in this case oh he's got a bright yellow in there and so her two colors of gray are the two striped colors and then the pop color is the yellow but you can see all kinds of fun color combinations to me that's part of the fun it's kind of like when people were knitting what was that big Big, huge... Color affection? Color affection. <laughs> when... I know what you were going to say. <laughs> when people were making color affection... By very Well, people Bellamaki. are still making yeah. color affection. But part of the fun is just seeing the combos that yeah. people come up with. And this is going to be one of those knits as well, where it's just fun to see what color combinations people come up with. Mine, I have a light gray, dark gray, and a bright pop of purple. I'm so predictable, right? (laughs) But the color combos are fun to plant. And there are a few in there that are made with more than three colors, like what I was saying. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking I might do. After I finish this one, I might make a second one. I have a big bag, a bag of all sorts of single-ply fingering weight yarns. And how fun would it be to knit this? Very fun. <laughs> just putting colors together
0: would be really fun. And when Charlene sent me her photo yesterday of these yarns, I instantly took out all of my fingering weight scraps <laughs> that weren't just handful size, and I had them all over my bed, and I was every color combination appealed to me, and then I realized, you have to
1: put these away. Be responsible. Put it away. Walk away from the stash. But it's good. It's a good way to use it up. Absolutely. I can't wait to cast on. I think it's going to be really fun. And I just cast on the cowl last night, so I only have a few rows of ribbing done.
0: But it's so pretty
1: already. But it's so pretty. And this yarn is the Magnolia Luxe from Western Sky Knits. We'll put a picture of it in the show notes because it's really worth looking at. It's and actually, stunning. I posted a picture on Instagram.
0: Now, are the rumors true that Kim is going to have
1: kits for this at Stitches? I, I don't think she's going to have kits, but I think she's going to have small smaller skeins. skeins of this so that people can mix and match their own combos. Sweet. I, oh my gosh! <gasps> I could be speaking slightly out of turn yeah sorry Kim. if we just (laughs) misrepresented i believe that's the plan so if if she has time to do all that so it will be lovely if she does because i'll probably end up making another combo combo i can see more than one of these in my (laughs) it's just so fun to mix and match these small amounts i think you only need 200 yards of each color, if you only want to do three so it's just so fun to put those all together
0: now in our i think it's the self-indulgent knit along thread it might be the love your stash thread judith sorry i can't remember your ravelry name right now she weighed how much she used so if mm-hmm. you're interested i just favorited oh, the post so you could actually look okay. in my favorites and you'll see the post where she actually weighed the color she used so, it could give you a more accurate idea of how much yarn you need. Yeah, so if that you have would be good. So, if you have leftover bits, because that's what I was going to do last night, is start weighing my
1: leftover bits to see oh, which if I had enough. Which ones were eligible. Right. Yeah. But, but, like I said, you don't have to limit yourself to three. There's well, that section in there of tiny stripes. That would be beautiful. Think about colors. how that would look in gradated colors. Well, yeah.
0: I was holding it a remnant of self-striping. That's light gray, dark gray, and... Oh turquoise that would just be so pretty (laughs) and maybe that could be the cool little short right striped area but it's not the same base as
1: anything else I have so I don't know there are lots of possibilities fun yeah that's that's really for me a big part of the fun of this pattern just the playing with the colors well and you know how I am I have all sorts of
0: bright colors that most people probably wouldn't want to wear but I've seen a lot of these cowls in very neutral colors too that mm-hmm. are just lovely, like yeah. te- not teal, taupe and yeah. light browns, just very neutral. That were, wow, why didn't yeah. I think of that? <laughs> well, I probably so, don't wear it, but <laughs> they were still pretty.
1: Obviously, I'm very excited about
0: this project. <laughs> yeah, Charlene texted me last night and said something to the effect of, I'm the crazy mom at the basketball game hand winding my yarn.
1: Because <laughs> I was so excited to get to the working on it stage that I just brought it with me and yeah
0: and you your hand winding you create these perfect little hand-wound balls (laughs) I can't do it they're perfectly round when I do them and yours are these perfectly sized cakes that sit all nicely (laughs) and they don't roll
1: around
0: (laughs) I've always admired her talent at
1: this so So how about you Gail what are you knitting okay so
0: in my hands right now surprise surprise a hoagie pattern (laughs) i'm still knitting my traveler tunic and i did some reverse knitting between the last two episodes i had followed the pattern exactly and the increasing left it far too big for me so what i did was i had knit probably 10 or more inches past the underarms and tried it on and thought oh my gosh it's so so big so i ripped out 8 inches back to the first increase.
1: Oh, so that's what you mean by reverse knitting. Yeah, okay. <laughs> ripped it out.
0: It was, sounded so much better than ripping. <laughs> so I went back to the first increase, took that all the increases out, and then did my first increase several inches after the pattern states. And then I'm increasing per pattern from there. So I'm going to try it on again today. And it's beautiful. I love it. I still love the yarn, which is Imperial Stock Ranch Tracy 2. And... it's just my zen knitting it is the most relaxing round and round and round knitting ever so i'm loving that the other thing that i'm knitting well kind of knitting (laughs) i walked into charlene's house today with the biggest knitting bag i own (laughs) filled with things and one of the things is my angry sheep cardigan so the sweater knitting is done and this weekend i tried to machine stitch to reinforce the steek, because you have to reinforce it on both sides before you cut the steak so that your yarn doesn't unravel. Well, I don't have any machine sewing skills, period. And I tried to just sew a straight line down the center, and it looked like it was working fine, but when I took the sweater off the machine, it was kind of bunched and gathered in certain places. So when I kind of pulled on it to straighten it out, of course the stitches broke, and nothing happened that was successful so i thought okay well i don't want to mess around with machine reinforcing because i don't trust myself so i'm going to do a crochet reinforced edge and so i did and then i thought hmm this is kind of risky (laughs) i'm going to post this on instagram and ask for some opinions and thank you to all of you who responded and the majority opinion was definitely machine stitch the reinforcement because The the yarn I'm using on the sweater is Superwash Merino Nylon Blend, so it's kind of slippery. The yarn that I used for the reinforcing, which is a crocheted edge, is 100% Merino Non-Superwash, so it's nice and sticky. But when I cut, there's a very good possibility that that slippery yarn will not be held by the sticky yarn, thus it will unravel. So Charlene recommended that I try a longer stitch on this sewing machine because I was using a very tiny stitch and I'm going to try that when I get home and see if I can successfully, it seems like it would be such an easy thing to do, right? Just sew. What about
1: hand sewing?
0: I'm worried that if I hand sew it, it won't be strong enough.
1: Hmm.
0: I don't know enough about hand sewing to know if that would actually prevent it from unraveling. Do you think it would?
1: Yeah, I think so. If you caught
0: every yeah. stitch yeah. every knit stitch so you can see i'm still vacillating over what the right thing to do is i just don't want a disaster obviously but this sweater needs to be done in exactly one week so all that remains to be do to all that remains to be done i say all kind of sarcastically i have to reinforce the steak, then i have to cut the steak, then i have to tack down the plackets from the steak. On the inside of the sweater then i have to pick up and knit the button bands and then i have to put on the buttons and then it's done mm-hmm. although i told charlene i also want to do a crochet reinforcement on the inside of the collar because it's already stretching because of the yoke construction it's just not meant to be sturdy so to speak so i do want to do that too but that will only take me five minutes it's a very quick yeah. thing to do so it's very close to done But I'm very close to being done with the sweater, if you know what I mean. (laughs) She's mentally done with the sweater. I'm mentally done. It's beautiful. The pattern is fantastic. But my patience has just reached its end. I don't even know why. I think part of it was the other thing that I'm not knitting anymore, but isn't finished still, is my dad's sweater. So last you heard, I was waiting for a zipper, I think. And the zipper arrived, and it's too big. It's too long, even though I thought I ordered the right length. And it's been a very stressful week in my house. We've had computer issues, internet issues, all sorts of fun issues. (laughs) So when Mike and I finally sat down to have him sew in the zipper on Sunday, it was not wise. I knew when we sat down to do it, it was a bad decision. And the resulting stitching in of the zipper has to be completely redone. He tried his best, but sewing unknit fabric is not easy. So I brought it to Charlene to get her expert opinion, which was take it to a professional seamstress. So I'm going to research my options today and happily pay somebody to one, take out the zipper that's been sewn in improperly because black on black, it's going to be very difficult to rip those seams out and to then reinstall the zipper properly. So please keep your fingers crossed for me. I would really like to get this thing on my dad's body and out of my crafting life. Yes. <laughs> so I think because wants to be done, I really want to be done. Sunday was so in the zipper and so reinforced the steaks on happy sheep. So I thought I was going to be like finishing the happy sheep cardigan on Sunday and that my dad's sweater would be completely finished and neither happened. So my mojo was gone on Sunday. It's since re- I've, I've recovered, but I'm ready to be done with those two projects. Yeah. So, those are the things that are actually on the needles, but I have all sorts of things that will be on the needles and maybe even done by the next time we talk. So, that's a good feeling, too. I'm yeah. super excited about my knitting right now because I do have time to cast on all the things now. Almost oh. time to cast on all the things. <laughs> I realize I'm speaking a little prematurely, but it's my hopeful nature. All right. What have you finished? We've probably finished a lot since the last time we talked about this.
1: I have only finished a couple of things. One of them is quite large though. One of them is one of them is small. The small thing is the Ricky hat. I heard you say Ricky, so I'm thinking that Me? maybe that's it. Yeah, didn't you? I don't know how it's pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we'll go with Ricky. Ricky hat, the pattern is by Sarah Young. It's a free pattern on Ravelry. And I was inspired to knit this hat by all the beautiful Ricky hats that I was seeing on Instagram. seemed like there was a flood of them a couple weeks ago, and they looked really cute on people, so I thought I'd give it a try. It's a garter stitch hat, a very large garter stitch hat, knit long enough to be slightly what do you call that? Rastafarian? Isn't there a word for the... The tall, really long hats. Slouchy hats? hats? Slouchy hats, yeah. It's written to be very slouchy. And not only slouchy, just really big around, circumference wise. By design. By design, yeah. yes. And I ended up making mine a little bit smaller around. I can't remember how many stitches I made it smaller. But it is a little bit smaller, and I I felt like it's still huge. This hat is huge. When you look at it sitting on the table, I was laughing, telling Gail that I think I'm going to be embarrassed to give it away because it just looks like a sack sitting on the table. (laughs) I told her not to be
0: embarrassed, though, because you know how everybody has different hat styles that they like on themselves. So it's a
1: beautiful hat. (laughs) It came out nice. It's just not the best look on me. It's not the look that I prefer and garter stitch in the round ended up being a little bit of a slog for me personally obviously three hundred no six thousand and ninety three <laughs> other people making the hat don't agree so yeah it's a very there's, popular there's, hat there's a, it's a very popular hat and it looks cute on a lot of people so i think if i were to make it again i would have to use one of those other techniques for knitting garter stitch in the rounds, so well, that I've I can twist and go back the other direction. Yeah, like on my obsidian. Yeah.
0: I've always wondered why you don't just knit that hat flat until you get to you know, the top decreases. I've
1: thought of that. And then that. seam the darn thing. Yeah, big. I thought of that. I'm sure there are, there's probably somebody who did it that way. Out, Out of the 6,000 plus, yeah, probably more I'm than sure one. <laughs> did. So yeah. maybe that's what I should try if I decide to make it again. Then it might be more pleasant. I don't know. Well, then it's just garter stitch. Then it's then it's no really easy. Exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. Isn't like I said to Charlene? Isn't knitting in the round isn't
1: one of the joys of it that you don't have to purl? <laughs> you don't so. have to think about it. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Just my my little preferences. And then the second thing that I've finished is a much larger project. I finished my campsite shawl. Yay! Which is a pattern written by Alicia Plummer, published in Pom Pom quarterly, and my shawl, let's see, oh, I guess I didn't weigh it, but I used almost the full three skeins of Superwash BFL Silk DK weight, so it was 696 yards were my, my total yardage, and I had very, I probably only had about two grams left. Wow. So I did really good with the yarn yardage. And I'm super happy with the way the shawl came out. Obviously, it's a very large shawl. And I feel like it's one of those shawls that I would wear when I'm really cold. One of those times when you just want to wrap a blanket around yourself. Mm -hmm. And instead, you have this wonderful silk and BFL shawl to put on. It's really cute. And I was worried because there were so many little things about the pattern, the way the pattern was written, that just boggled me. I was perplexed about why it was written the way it was written, and I never did find a pattern errata for it. Easy things to figure out for somebody like me. I think it might be more difficult for a new knitter to figure out, but there are plenty of notes on folks' project pages on Ravelry to help people out who are knitting it because I love I love the result I really do I like it's beautiful I was worried that perhaps I wouldn't because the pattern boggled me so (laughs) but I'm so happy that I kept on with it because I really like it it's it came out really nice and it's gonna be one of my favorite shawls I just know it I had a shawl that was that size a couple years ago That I made, and it it ended up being it it went to it became a gift for somebody, and I've had a void in my shawl wardrobe since that one went away. So this one will fill that spot. (laughs) It's funny you said that
0: because I knit that shawl with the Rowan Lima Mm -hmm. that was so heavenly
1: when you. That was the shawl I thought of when you said, I knit that. I was thinking, oh, that Lima shawl.
0: <laughs> that was so beautiful and so wonderful and so warm. And my mother-in-law was in a convalescent hospital, and she was cold. And I put that around her shoulders, and she is not the hand-knit type at all. <laughs> and I said, here, put this on. Maybe it'll keep you warm. And she she was so happy. She was It just, like, completely changed her outlook at the time, which was amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And I gave it to her on the spot. It was like, okay, you keep this and wear it because you're cold here and you need this hug. And I don't know, even if she still has it, I'm not going to ask her. Right, right.
1: I would never ask for it back, but I would
0: be interested to know if she even puts it on in the evenings when she gets cold. But... Yeah, that's, like you said, it's like a shawl void, huh? hmm Interesting. Because <laughs> that was, that yarn is just amazing, too. If you've never used Rowan Lima, oh. <laughs> and interestingly, it has alpaca in it, which usually makes me itch, but that never did make me itch. Yeah. <laughs> so those are the two things that I've finished. What have you finished? I have finished several small things that are all gifts. So it's been a very rewarding slew of finishing. The first thing that I made was another baby vertebrae sweater. I did the 12-month size. It's a pattern by Kelly Brooker. And I used Cascade 220 Superwash Yarn. And I have, it was, a sweater quantity in a beautiful turquoise color. And I've been hoarding it thinking, oh, I need to keep all of those skeins together because I'm going to knit something big with that. and. The person who I sent it to, who just had her baby, she loves turquoise, and it's a Mm -hmm. thing. So I thought, okay, I'm going to break apart that sweater quantity, and it made me so happy to do it. There are, like, no restrictions on that yarn anymore. It's this liberating thing. So I used almost a full skein of the turquoise, and I really wanted a contrasting edge. If you look at the baby vertebrae, you can do it all in one color, or you can do the ribbing around the front and then the ribbed, cuff, and hem in a contrasting color. And I thought, okay, I'm doing this love the yarn you have kind of stash down idea, but I told myself, I can't buy yarn online, but I can buy yarn. And this seemed like the right occasion to buy yarn. And other things that I'm trying to do are to buy local and or use local yarns, etc. So I went down to our local yarn store, the Swift Stitch, And I said, I need a color that will go with this. And in my head, I had gray. I don't know why it had to be gray, because that's a color I always use, right? And one of our friends, Carol, who is LovePie51, she happened to be there. And I did not know she was a color expert, but she is. And she said, oh, you don't see a color you like? Well, here, let me look with you. And she picked up this goldy yellow color that I never would have looked at in a million years. And she said, what do you think of this? And I said... Oh my gosh that's really pretty and i walked over into the sunlight and they just went together and the recipient of the sweater not only is one of their things their things uh jenny and nicole teal or turquoise but yellow is kind of a thing with them too so it's just the perfect combination totally stumbled upon thanks to carol so those were the colors that i used I'm really, really happy with the resulting sweater. It was super adorable. It's a fabulous pattern. I said it when I knit it last year. It's so simple. I swear it knit itself. It seemed like I was done with that in an evening and a half. Baby
1: sweaters, yeah, like
0: two hundred yards, (laughs) and it has—I want to say a raglany type top, but I don't even remember anymore. And it has just a very narrow. They aren't just the button bands but the part of the sweater that goes along the front of the body the idea of the sweater is that when the baby's laying on its tummy it has this nice warm sweater keeping its back warm and its arm arms warm so very fantastic pattern and that was the first thing i finished the second thing i finished because the stash and burn podcast that sweater was for jenny and they are having a knit 2000 sorry knit 15 hats in 2015 knit along this year and I had the majority of the yellow gold color left, and then a little bit of the turquoise. And Wooly Wormhead was their featured designer in January, and I looked up her free patterns, and there was one called Chunkini, and it's basically a big men's hat knit in chunky weight wool. And I thought, hmm, I could hold this Cascade 220 held doubled, and I could knit this hat really quickly, and I did. So because I had two colors, I modified it because it's a one color hat. And basically you knit ribbing and then you knit in reverse stockinette for the body of the hat. And I don't like reverse stockinette very well, just that's my opinion. So I just knit it in regular stockinette. And I didn't think I'd have very much of the turquoise. So I started with some stripes and then I thought, oh, I still have a lot left. So I did a section of yellow and then I did a rice stitch, you know, alternate every other stitch in a different color. Then I still had more. So then I finished the very top of the hat with the turquoise. So it's kind of my own color work based on how much turquoise yarn I had (laughs) left. That worked. But it was really fun. Yeah. So there's my first charity hat for 2015. So hopefully I'll do 14 more. And it was my January hat for Stash and Burns hat knit along. So super fun. Then I also, for our holiday 2015 knit along I finished two more little advent calendar goodies I did another smitten and I did a mini Christmas stocking ornament and I used Madeline Tosh scraps and if you look at my picture you will see I totally choked on the fair isle part of the stocking and I didn't even care I thought (laughs) you know what I should rip that out and my next thought was you know what, my kids are never going to notice. They're going to be more (laughs) interested in what's inside than what it looks like on the outside. So I just happily finished it. Good attitude, (laughs) good
1: attitude.
0: (laughs) So I got those done January 31st. So I now have four of my 24 advent calendar thingies done. And the last thing I finished, I've knit this before too, the one skein boot toppers. It's a pattern by Shireen Nadir. And they are just super cute boot cuffs. They have a fun little cable design that is very, very simple. And then on the top, there's a one-button accent on each boot cuff. So I used all the rest of my Western Skynet's Go Go Girl yarn, which was the leftovers from my ease. So now all of that yarn is out of my stash. And they're super, super cute. So... Another gift, another win. All of these little ones just made me feel good while I was working on the Angry Sheep cardigan and, you know, all the big projects. It's just nice to break them up with these smaller ones. So, huge win. I'm very happy with my finished objects. And I also wanted to mention two new tools that I've used. I've been doing some purging at home, thanks to Helen Stewart and her Curious Handmade podcast. If you haven't listened, it's awesome. And one of the things I did this weekend was to take most of the things out of my closet, go through them, and one, organize them, and two, get rid of anything that I don't need. And right there on the top of my shelf was a Conair fabric defuzzer. It's a battery-operated pill remover. And I bought it many months ago, and I've never used it. And I thought to myself, what a waste. And my son, he came in when he heard me using it, and he said, That's been in your closet forever. I would call that a waste of money. But once I started using it, it is like magic. Oh, cool. Oh, my gosh. I was so impressed. I just instantly thought, oh, you better write this down in your show notes right now before you forget. Because you need to tell everybody how cool this thing is. I think I got mine for like $20. And I saw them on Amazon anywhere between $19 and $30. It's a little tiny handheld device. Two AA batteries. It has three little layers of distance between the razor part and the plastic ring that holds the distance between the sweater mm-hmm. and i de-shaved or shaved deep pilled several yeah. sweaters on sunday i was in there for over an hour just like really?
1: wow. <laughs> yes
0: the only thing i have the only complaint i have about it is that it gets kind of jammed up with all mm-hmm. the pills mm-hmm. so i had to kind of bang it against mm-hmm. my palm several times a couple times to Knock those exactly, and I was like holding it over the garbage can and turning it on, and then little pieces (laughs) of fuzz would go flying everywhere. So, but I depilled my idle wood, which is Malabrigo worsted, it has never looked so good.
1: Wow, I
0: depilled ease because cashmere nylon merino blend pills pretty quickly. I defuzzed all sorts of things, and they look so good. It's like having a whole new new sweater. sweater. It's amazing. I cannot recommend it highly enough and super easy to use. You just lay the sweater down flat, hold that thing over the top and lightly run it over the top of your fabric. And it just, you can hear it go like chink chink when it's cutting the pills and it's kind of nerve wracking at (laughs) first, but then you see the beautiful fabric left behind and oh my gosh, let's do it some more. (laughs) So I highly recommend that the Conair fabric defuzzer
1: We'll put a link to it in the yeah. show notes. Yeah,
0: and I did look at that through, I did purchase it through Amazon using our own link. So if you're going yeah. to check it out on our webpage, on our blog, if you click on the Amazon link there, we get a few pennies from Amazon. The other thing, I bought this actually back in early fall probably, and I did comment on it in our Ravelry group, but I never mentioned it on the podcast. It's a hanging sweater dryer. It has three tiers and it has hooks on the top, so that you could either hook it over a shower curtain rod, or one of those lines that goes across the shower where you can hang things up to dry, or I just put it outside on our clothesline,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it is pretty darn well made. If you've ever had those car visors that twist on themselves to fold up into a small circle, you know what I mean, Charlene? Mm-hmm. I do. It's the same idea, so there are these pretty big rectangles three on top of each other they're all connected so you don't have to assemble anything you just hold them flat you twist them to close them and they have their own little bag that they come in so it takes very little space to store it and when you need it you just open it up it pops open and i put it on the clothesline i hung three sweaters on it to dry that i had blocked it was fabulous the brand is h-o-m-z and it's ten dollars 10 bucks. Awesome tool to have. A lot of people have been talking about with the current weather in their parts of the world, it's hard to get sweaters to dry mm-hmm. because it's too humid, it's too wet, whatever the, the reasons. But I actually put it, I hung it up and then put the circular fan on it and those sweaters dried pretty quickly. Okay. So yeah, it's mesh too. I don't think I mentioned that. So very cool new tools. Homes, hanging sweater dryer and Conair fabric defuzzer. Thank you. I had to mention those. <laughs> Did we want to do a party planning update from our our party party episode? Charlene's looking at me like, no, (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Should I do a little one? If you have
1: something to add, yes. Okay.
0: One of my goals or party planning approaches to knitting for this year was to be more mindful. And I had said something about really think of things before I knit them so I don't knit things that I don't wear. And I actually did that. There was a sweater I almost knit for an event that I will be at in February. It had a lot of cables. It was very beautiful, but I had a two-and-a-half-week deadline, and it was a lot of cables. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do it. I was ready. I swatched. <laughs> I was ready to go. And I thought, you are insane. You are going Gail to stretch is it.
1: much more of a knit-along joiner than I am. <laughs> I am. It's one of my
0: weaknesses. We know this. But I didn't do it. I told I emailed my friends and I said, I concede defeat. I can't do this. I'm not gonna try. So I was very proud of myself that I actually said no. It's not easy for me to say no. And I just used my goals and thought, Nope, this was one of the things you didn't want to do this year and I didn't do it. No that. stressful name. Exactly.
1: <laughs> So just a quick update on the self-indulgent knit-along. As of yesterday, we had 58 finished projects. It's <laughs> so cool. So It's very cool. I'm so glad you guys are being self-indulgent, knitting something that's making you happy. And there have been a lot of variations on making
0: you happy. It's not just about knitting right. for yourself.
1: Right. Sometimes what makes you happy is a certain yarn that you've been wanting to use or a certain something about the project or knitting for a certain someone there are all kinds of ways that you can find your happiness through your knitting yep (laughs) and if you think there's not enough time to join we're going until march 21st march 21st exactly so cast on something self-indulgent and join us and there's a thread in Ravelry to post your projects there's a discussion Board, we'd love to hear from you. And I did want to again tell you about all the
0: fabulous prizes because I wanted to thank the sponsors as well as to give you incentive. We have a whole sweater quantity, three skeins of Woolmise DK. We have a Miss Bab's Kilimanjaro set. We have a single skein of Mad Tosh Tosh DK in turquoise. We will have one skein of Shasta Daisy yarn. We will have the Fiberspates Vivacious One ebook. And patterns, we have patterns from Yelena M. Dasher, Jen Emerson, Pinaguri, Estella Haynes, and Vanessa Polo's Chromatic Circle Cowl. So there are are 14 prizes so far, and I suspect there will be more. So your odds of winning are very good. And love the yarn you have. Our other, it's not even a knit-along.
1: It's just kind of a support thread that started organically, thanks to Robbie. Started by our wonderful listener, Robbie, and folks really took this one to heart and ran with it. And we're so happy that you did because everybody has yarn in their stash that they should be loving. (laughs) Exactly.
0: And that thread, I said it last episode too, I think every day that thread brings me joy because it's such a happy feeling to read when other people are getting joy from using what they already have instead of like, seeking the next new thing to buy right. people are saying, I finished my old oldest work in progress this has been on my needles for 8 years and I just finished it or this yarn has been there and I've been hoarding it for 3 years and I finally knit it and it was so much fun to knit and just the the positive energy from this group Mm -hmm. is amazing. I love reading that thread because like I said, everybody is happy. They're all succeeding in some way or another. Your goals don't have to be too, I don't want to say ambitious because everyone's goals are ambitious, but you don't have to say, I'm never buying yarn again. And I'm only knitting from my pattern queue. Your goals can be whatever you want because it's intended to make you happy with what you have. So we still have people who are declaring goals. If you're interested in other people's goals, if there is, if it's marked as educational, you know how you can mark something as mm-hmm. love, etc. Mm-hmm. Robbie has been marking all the goal posts as educational so you can kind of scan through and easily see the posts that are goal oriented. Huge variety of different goals and people are succeeding and it just makes you happy when you do what you set out to do. So. Thank you so much to everybody who's participating there. The thread has over a thousand posts, so please don't feel like you need to read
1: them all. Just jump in whenever you're I interested. I fell behind on that thread, and consequently, I felt like oh, I can't go. I can't go back in because I have to go through and read it. So oh, I fall prey to that as well. But I think I'm just going to have to jump. Yeah, in. please don't feel that way.
0: <laughs> Even if you're not participating, it's fun to just check in every once in a while. And then don't for a few weeks and then check in again. Mm -hmm. And right now we have over 70 people who have stated some kind of goals and are working towards them. So it's a pretty hop in place with Mm -hmm. a lot of positive energy. So if you're interested, please come and join us. It's really, really fun.
1: And I think that's it. That's it. I just want to say from Gail and I, thank you so much for all of the, wonderful love and comments that you gave us after the party episode we had such a blast recording <laughs> that and thinking <laughs> of ways to turn things we talk about into something slightly different and just formulating the whole episode and putting it together and we were really blown away that you guys loved it as well so we, we thank you very were so much. happy when the, the input started coming
0: in like a few hours after we yeah. released the podcast. And we were just floating for the whole weekend. Did you see what so-and-so wrote? And oh my gosh, did you see the great comments? And we were just bowled over by the positive response. And we still, it just, you guys know our podcast makes us happy and you guys make us happy. And thank you yeah. very much for that. We appreciate it.
1: And it's inspired us in a couple of ways to think of some new new elements to perhaps add to the podcast and thing ways to shake it up a little bit this year. We'll see what happens. And
0: actually in this episode's thread, so episode eighty one and or the February chat thread, which I don't know if it's been started <gasps> yet. I
1: need to start that. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: I like I said, I'm in denial that it's February. Yeah. But if you have things you want to hear us talk about, please let us know. Including maybe new segment ideas or just a single question you want answered, anything like that. We're super happy to answer your questions. It makes it kind of more fun for us too. So let us know if there's something you want to hear about. And thank you all so much for listening and contributing on the Ravelry Group and just being awesome people. Happy knitting. Happy knitting.
1: Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.